History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25 year old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Ron Sims. He's part of the national team for Full Gospel Australia, a movement of churches around the nation. We're going to hear a bit about them and a bit of his story today. Welcome along, Ron. Tell us, where were you born and raised, mate? G'day, Matt. It's really good to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, I was uh, born in a little town uh, called Milton in New South Wales on the south coast. Uh, you might know it as Milton Ulladulla. Yeah. And um, most of my childhood, teenage years, was spent uh, on Lake Macquarie in uh, New South Wales near Newcastle at a town called Belmont. Fantastic. So a New South Wales boy, did you have like a religious upbringing at all? Not uh, any more than anybody else in those days. You know? So that was the uh, 60s and the 70s, I suppose. And uh, it was just, uh, you know, religious experience was just normal, the same as everybody else that uh, I grew up with. And I understand you had a conversion experience at the age of 12. Tell me what happened. I was uh, I had been uh, going to uh, the Anglican Church, which was known as the Church of England at that time, and I was part of their SEBS movement, uh, you know, Church of England Boys Society. Um, and then when I went to high school, I went to a thing called uh, ISCF, uh, Interschool Christian Fellowship, and um, they had a, uh, a camp on. And um, so I went to this camp, and the guy who was speaking at the camp was just captivating. It was it was amazing. You know, I remember what he looks like. I don't remember his name. I don't know that I remember anything he said. I just remember being very, very convinced that God was real and that God uh, could, um, you know, really influence my life. And I wanted that influence. And so I gave my heart to the Lord. And, you know, I just love the fact that uh, you're part of a, an inter-school Christian fellowship, ISCF and also SEBS. I was a part of both of them as well. I grew up in Coffs Harbour in New South Wales. And <laughs> I remember going to SEBS and it was kind of like Scouts but Christiany, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's good. And then um, did everyone notice a change in your life after that? You know, was it a big, a big turnaround or was just, you know, a gradual growth in God? It was a big turnaround for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, all of a sudden, I, I, uh, I, I actually started going to the local Methodist church um, because the uh, other kids in uh, ISCF were, um, you know, going to that Methodist church or Presbyterian church. I, it was a Methodist church that I went to, mm-hmm. and um, and so all of a sudden. Um, I was deeply interested in the things of God, in the things of of the Spirit, mm-hmm. and um, I think my life was, you know, like I'm looking, I'm looking back as a 61 year old man now, but I I believe that anybody who knew me would have understood that there'd been uh, quite a big change in my life. Mm. 
and tell us a bit more of your faith journey. Did you uh, end up, you know, going to youth group for years? Did you become a youth leader at a young, at young age? Uh, tell us your, your next steps. Yeah, um, I immediately start, I joined the, the local Methodist youth group. Um, I kept ties uh, with the Anglican church, but um, that sort of uh, dropped off as I became, you know, what children are like, you know, as I became more interested in my friends at the at the Methodist youth group, I, I, um, I sort of became more focused on that. And I guess as the years went on, I became more and more interested in leadership. I think in 1975, I felt a call of God on my life. And uh, I had no idea what that meant. I, I didn't know, but I, I just knew that God was calling me. Mm. And uh, I went and talked to my pastor about it. And he said, he just sort of uh, said, you know, like, relax, it'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when I left school in 1977, in 1978, I went to a new, a new place. I moved from Belmont. Uh, on Lake Macquarie to Sawtell near Coffs Harbour, mm-hmm. and uh, and I started a youth group in Sawtell in the Uniting Church there, and um, that was in January of 1978. Yeah. Wow. There you go. And what kind of work were you doing at the time? <laughs> I was working at the local bakery as a, as as a you know working at night time, you know as a baker. Well, I wasn't a baker, but I was I was certainly a baker's labourer. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. And how long yeah. were you in Sawtell for? Well, I was in Sawtell for many years. Lived at in Sawtell and lived in Bonville around the Coffs Harbour region, and uh, you know came and went, came and went, and then left Coffs Harbour in two thousand and three. What was your next yeah. leg of your journey after that? Okay, I, I married my wife Justine, um, and. Um, I moved to Queensland and uh, became more and more involved in um, in the, uh, the the full gospel churches of Australia. Mm. Okay, and tell us about your journey into full time ministry. You know, did you go through Bible college or was there a training season that you went through? Tell us about that. Well, I think that you know, training. I, I went to a number of Bible colleges sort of, you know, in the 70s and the 80s through distance education Mm -hmm. and got a couple of certificates and diplomas and things like that. And um, and so, and did also the Uniting Church um, Board of Education stuff. And then in 1985, my first wife and I uh, went to a a Pentecostal church. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, so it was a shift in focus from uh, how we were at the Uniting Church to uh, Pentecostal Church. And um, so I had to sort of relearn a few things, I guess. In the end, I've, you know, I've got a master's in leadership from Harvest. I've got um, a few other things. I've got an EMBA from QUT. And um, now that's the Queensland University of, of um, Technology. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my education has been quite broad. Wonderful. And you've done a lot of traveling around the nation. Um, when mm. you go and preach and, you know, lead meetings, what, what's your focus? What's your main message? Are you an evangelist? Are you a teacher? What's your, what's your main focus? 
my main focus has been for many years in um, in healing and miracles, mm-hmm. and um, we've seen a lot of amazing things happen. You know, where God has touched people and and delivered them and healed them from uh, existing illnesses and and different things. These days, when I speak, it's more about the love of God, mm. that, that God loves people in a way that we most often don't understand and don't don't realize just how much he loves us mm. and just what he's done for us. And th- these days, I'm, I'm, my focus, even though we still pray for people, we still see miracles, we still people, see people healed, my focus is not so much on those things, but on the character of God and and His love for for people. For those who don't know about full gospel, tell us a bit about the background of this movement. Like a lot of people know about the AOG, which is now ACC. A lot of people know mm. about C3, which was then CCC. <laughs> They're all changing their mm. names. Tell us a bit about the uh, the full gospel background. Full Gospel Australia. Um, was established in 1962 by a man, a minister named Ian Munro, and uh, he um, he saw that there was uh, an opening in the, in the Australian Pentecostal scene for a denomination that would just would, would love people and that would um, make a way for 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 women in ministry, make a way for the ordinary man. And um, he would often say, "He's, he, you know, full gospel is for the little people, you know." Mm. And um, so I think that it was birthed in the belief that if you were called to ministry and you were actually doing that ministry, then you deserve to be recognised and to be helped in that ministry from a denominational perspective. So we continue that to this day we um have lots of you know we have we have very very large churches um but we also have lots of smaller churches in in um out of the way places and so we cover from the uh some of the most northern islands of the Torres Strait down to Hobart uh from Rockingham in the West Australia through to the most eastern um, places of um, of New South Wales and Queensland and Victoria. Well, it's great to hear about a good Aussie denomination that is uh, equipping the saints all over Australia. And you've got a ministry college. Tell us about how that works. Is it all online or do you actually have a physical location for it? No, it's, it's completely online. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we have... Um, we have people from in the college um, doing a diploma of ministry, a higher education diploma of ministry, up to a master's. And we have people from Western Australia, South Australia, Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland in the college. We all meet on a weekly basis on Zoom using uh, internet technology to, to teach. We have an education partner brilliant people called ACOM, the Australian College of Ministries. Mm-hmm. They are our education uh, partner through the um, the College of Divinity in Sydney. And so all the courses are completely online. 
And uh, so if you've got a fast internet connection, uh, you can study with us and be part of a cohort of people who love Jesus and want to see ministry benefited by by education. Mm, that is wonderful, mate. It's so good to uh, utilize this uh, online technology to teach and equip people everywhere. And, uh, yeah. mate, before we wrap up today, you know, you shared a bit about when you were 12, you heard the gospel and it impacted your life so much. Now, there might be people listening now that have never actually heard the good news and they uh, might want to respond today. W- would you share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do people respond? The gospel is the very, very good news that God loves you, that God is deeply, deeply interested in your life, and it doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what uh, socio-economic demographic you belong to, it doesn't matter whether you're, you know, you consider yourself a very good person or whether you consider yourself one of the worst people in the whole wide world. God loves you, and He sent His Son to live and to die in your place. And that if we place our faith in Jesus Christ, he will save our souls. He will save your soul. And he will turn your life around. And he will introduce himself to you as someone who loves you, cares for you, and will be with you forever. That is such good news. And, you know, mate, if there are people that are listening now that have never actually prayed and received Christ as Lord and Saviour, would you would you lead us in a prayer and people can pray along? Yes. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. And Lord, I'm willing to love you back. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins, all of my shortcomings, all of my failures, and make up for them. Father, forgive me and cleanse me from them. And Lord, in return, I will give you my life and serve you the rest of my days. Help me to do this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And, you know, if you prayed that prayer today and you'd like us to send you a Bible and some information about following Jesus, maybe connected to a local church, send us an email through the website, uh, info at historymakersradio.com. Send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. We'd love to contact you and uh, send you more info about following Jesus. And also, if people would like to find out more about Full Gospel Australia, uh, the website is fullgospelaustralia.org.au. And uh, you can also search them up on Facebook as well. Uh, what a great ministry to, to uh, reach the nation. Uh, Ron Sims, it's been great to uh, have a chat with you today, mate. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for your time. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. There you'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater and my challenge to you now is to go and make history.
This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au. Station sponsor.